0: Another episode of the DXP podcast, your source of gaming news details, unsponsored opinions, and whatever else we have to say. My name is Mike, and joining me today is Patrick. Yeah. All right. And Joe Vaughn. Hello, hello. Glad to be back. Awesome. How are you guys doing?
1: Man, I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. It's been a it's been a good week, man. The the DXP podcast has got followers and listeners, so
0: I I'm know. Pretty excited.
1: I finally yeah, did that that's... little
0: pride bullet and was like, I'm gonna ask people on Facebook, send. Yes, and I did it turned I just say positive
1: thing. thing I know it's'm'm I'm, I'm,
0: I'm thrilled. I know we went up from 11 people on our social media pages up to 107 now yes. and yes. yesterday we had 14 listens as our highest ordeal now we're highest to 74 man so that's awesome
2: that nice that's
0: that a congrats, big you guys. jump you know we're getting it there and we just get that that's done with our first little fun photo shoot to show off our merch. That's yeah, let's get yeah, up to yeah, 150.
1: Those pictures should be coming soon, so keep yeah, an eye our,
0: for my little sister is working on the editing and getting some uh, marketing material put into it, so that's going to be fun to deal with, too.
2: Yeah,
0: all right. Well, before anything, let's start off with some housekeeping. The all Animal right. Crossing had a direct, Sony has backed out of yet another conference, THQ just bought Saber, Witcher 3 had a neat update for the Switch port, Vier games is getting shut down bethesda pulls from g-force (laughs) ea is doing more things and new xbox and the new xbox has new details but before all that here's a word from our sponsors all right to start things off we're going to talk about that animal crossing that just happened uh what was it last week uh uh, dude it was like
1: friday saturday maybe sunday monday i think i watched it monday
0: i I just rewatched it today but i know it came out last week i think it was thursday
1: i watched it friday
0: Wow. Yeah, it was just, it was the 20th. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. So that's what you i mm-hmm. I'm that so great. I'm so pumped. Ugh.
0: All right. I was never a fan of Animal Crossing cuz I just never got behind life simulators like I have a life of my own that's already busy and hectic. I don't need to make sure I'm making someone else's life maintainable, especially on a deserted island, because I will turn that game off, not play it for a week, come back, and my <laughs> island will be overran by weeds and scorpions and spiders.
1: <laughs> it sounds like you're talking from experience.
0: Uh, yeah, I really am. The <laughs> uh, like 3DS the version, head. the 3DS version of Animal Crossing uh really grinded my gears because nobody liked me. Nobody did anything with me. Uh I was not the only one alone. I listened to another podcast and one of the hosts' wives was experiencing the same thing I experienced and I was like like I'm right there with you. My people hated me. <laughs> but did you send letters? Mike? No.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, you gotta send a letter every now. You and gotta then. be their best friends, man. Oh. Yeah,
0: dude. <laughs> but what do I get out of it?
2: Uh, you get like a like a piece of rust bad furniture. Yeah, Ooh, bad furniture. That's occasionally nice. exclusive bad furniture. <gasps> yeah, that's not wrong about that super <laughs> rare super rare
0: How about that super rare all right so they have a 27 minute direct what did you guys think about it like what are some key features that stuck out stuck out to you from this direct
1: oh man that's tough dude okay so the whole like some of the graphical updates like the museum Mm -hmm. oh dude that looks so cool uh oh
2: oh 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 oh.
1: what i really think i'm gonna like is the terraforming and like the ability to build bridges and stuff kind of wherever
0: oh yeah kind of like how she or the character itself was like building trenches and then they knocked down that one little cliff and turned it into a waterfall
1: Yeah, and then they made like a new ramp and stuff like that was something that was that's been missing from the other games and they finally put it in here and I'm so
0: excited. Yeah, there's like instead of pole vaulting over the ravine, you can build a bridge.
1: Yeah, you you couldn't pole vault over ravines before anyway. So,
2: well, I'll stick with the pole vaulting as long as I don't have to sit there and be like, oh, darn it. I have to go all the way back down to the bottom of this map just so this Ah. way I can cross this bridge and go all the way back up. You Dude. could always
0: build a bridge right there, though.
2: That's true. Now you so, can. Now yeah, you now can. you can. I remember playing
1: can. on like the GameCube, and like my main world that I really lived up. Um, the The bottom level bridge was all the way by the ocean, and the top level bridge was way up towards the top of the map. So if I wanted to cross the river, I was going to one of the edges, and that was that was a pain in the butt. But
2: now we get to fix that on our own accord. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think, the, personally, the biggest takeaway that I had from all this, like you said, the graphical updates, I love the whole seasons thing. Oh, yeah. Like, the yeah, way yeah. the seasons change in this game, it looks absolutely phenomenal, which, you know, is going to give you the feel of, you know, winter. You, you even saw the northern lights in the sky Um, showing. It's, like, pretty dang awesome, considering this being, Dude. like, a Switch. Heck, yeah. yeah that I looks
0: remember, awesome. Like, so, all the awesome and- keys on Pause for a second. What do y'all think, and what do you take away from the fact that this is going to be another Nintendo exclusive that does not support cloud save?
1: Uh man, the not the not having cloud save is kind of annoying. Like I feel like we're in the day and age where that should be like standard.
0: I mean, everything has a cloud. Apple, Google, uh, PSN, Xbox Live. There are cloud save games on the Switch. Why not I'm put say, it on the first party exclusives? That's
1: what I was thinking. Nintendo has like like that air means. save yeah so now why not just throw it in there
0: yeah because i mean it's just put it in the same bucket as pokemon and splatoon like there's no cloud save so they say that they have something backed up they have something as a contingency plan in case you do lose your save data from like a lost or stolen or damaged switch but i mean mm-hmm. that's just that's that's but- that but what steps and hoops are you gonna have to jump through to get your save data back that's and why saying. are you saving my data on an offset server where I could just be loading it to the cloud? And that way, if I ever need it on another switch, I can download it and poof, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I agree. I mean, what if I'm one of those people who's uh, got a switch at home that stays in the dock and I have a switch light that goes with me everywhere?
1: Agreed. agree. You should be able to play your world on, like if you own two switches, like you were just saying, you should be able to play your Animal Crossing world on both switches. Mm-hmm. The only way you can do that now <laughs> is to...
2: Just to have a memory card, I guess.
0: True, but sometimes the memory card will lock a profile to a certain switch.
2: Oh, yeah, man, that's that sucks too.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I, I Nintendo is so far back compared to other platforms. It's actually kind of disappointing in a way because we even have mobile games that support cloud saving in some shape or form, and like to, to for Nintendo to have all these different exclusives that are all single player for that matter where it's not really a multiplayer based game unlike well splatoon different story but even splatoon for its progression doesn't have any say like cloud storage or cloud saving it's
0: very sad in my opinion the multiplayer it's coming in you get eight people to one island and another that's online or local co-op uh no split screen from what we've seen so far And then if you have a family switch and you have multiple profiles on it, Patrick, let's take you for example, Your switch is going to have Patrick, Jessica and Alec. Well, if it comes across it, if Jessica or Alec want to play, they're going to be on your island, but setting up their own home and doing their own thing. But it's still that exact same island because it's the same island per switch console. You don't get a different island.
1: Yeah, and then they're even going to have, like you said, there's no split screen, but there's this weird local multiplayer where you can have you and three other people running around, but you're in the same screen. So, like, whoever's the leader kind of decides where you all go, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. And
0: everybody acts as an AI. Right, and yeah. Basically, you, to, you can you do switch. little
1: things, but, like, you don't get to decide really anything. You just switch off, so- like... I want to go sell some stuff real quick. You go sell it and then you switch off so they can do whatever they got to do. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it's kind of a cheap out to throw in local multiplayer on the back oh, yeah. of the box.
0: <laughs> so it's basically like yeah. you're going to play, everybody's on the afterburner, and then when it's someone else's turn, you're going to go to the afterburner and they're going to take over. Yeah, basically. It's good for like a pee break. Like, hey, I got to go to the bathroom here, take over.
1: Yeah. Now, see, by my understanding is even when that person's around, like when they stop, you can like cut down a tree or oil. Yeah, you can like cut down a tree or go fishing or whatever, but when they stop, when they start running, you're following regardless of what you were doing.
0: No, yeah, because I mean, it, it can't go split screen. You're gonna have to stay on the same frame rate.
1: Yeah, or, or like, or it's more like what you're saying. It's it's you're an AI until you're the leader, which it mm-hmm. might be the case.
2: I don't know. I think that's really, like you said, I think it's like a cop out over <laughs> what you possibly could do with this game. Yeah. And being able to everybody be performing or, you know, it would be so cool to be playing hide and seek Dude. with your with your buddies in Animal Crossing. Like, I don't I don't know. It's such a possibility. I don't understand why this isn't even an option. I know, especially that that it kind of bothers
1: me because this game is a it's like a truly family friendly game. Like this it is what really I would sit down with my kids and play and it'd be really cool to be able to go wherever you want, and then they'd be like, hey, you gotta come to this side of the map. You gotta see what's over here while I'm over here working on my house or something.
0: Mm-hmm. But, yeah,
1: I don't know. Do you think they could update that in like a big update?
0: I mean, there are work? plenty of free updates coming for this game. I mean, cross seasons, events, holidays, all that fun stuff. Yeah,
1: that just seems so. like a really big update. I don't know if that's updatable over the air. I oh, think they definitely
2: be. can, but they definitely won't.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. Yeah,
2: yeah. all right. because
1: yeah. I mean, that truly, the no game's gonna the game's gonna sell re- regardless,
0: mm. for sure. Oh, absolutely. You see the fan base that follows this thing. I mean, I'm part of it. <laughs> exactly. Same. See, two thirds, and I'm just getting it because I'm being forced into it.
1: That's right. That's because mm-hmm. you run a, It's because you run a a video game podcast. You got to play it.
0: I know. I'm being forced into it because of that, and then I'm pretty sure Jasmine would hunt me down.
1: Uh, Yeah, probably.
0: (laughs) All right. How about this voice and text chat requires a separate app. If you want to actually talk to friends, you'll need to download a separate smartphone app. The Nintendo switch online mobile app is being updated to support the new horizons and it requires for both voice and text chat in the game. The app will also let you scan QR codes to import pattern designs from past animal crossing games.
1: The whole pattern things from the other games. That's pretty cool. Uh,
0: If I had the uh, other games.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, sure. Okay, so I don't have... I haven't had the Switch very long. Um, do they have, like, headsets that you can use for it to online chat or whatever?
0: So like, they they make Turtle Beach headsets for the Switch, but I do not understand how the Switch works for talking online. Like, when me and Jovan first got Splatoon 2, we had to use Nintendo's app or just call one another.
2: So this,
1: this isn't anything new, it doesn't sound like. Okay. No,
0: they're just updating it to support the game.
2: let me let me be the
0: the guy that does this why (laughs) why
2: (laughs) are we still doing this like you have the perfect opportunity like i swear i swear nintendo is like a bastion of great opportunities but they find a way to ruin
0: it yeah it's like they take they just take all this money from us they give us all these great products but the products don't support the features that we are used to and Come accustomed to because of other systems. I you agree. Don't... And like here,
2: sorry, go ahead. Patrick. No, 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 go, 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 go. And uh, my, Patrick, hear this out. And me and Mike spoke about this one time before. Yeah. Like, what is stopping Nintendo from reaching out to Discord and saying, hey, we want you to be the way we do chat in our games? That would be, that. I mean, that would be an excellent way to do it. That would be, yeah, because it, it obviously seems like Nintendo has problems putting in resources to, toward like certain features that people actually want. Yeah. So, Why not just give it to a company that's more than willing to do it? If you were to come out and say, hey, look, Discord, we want to do this. I'm pretty sure they would love to do that. They would love that opportunity. And I think it would personally put forth like a bit of pressure to have Sony and also Microsoft do the same thing with their chat features on their consoles. Yeah. So it's just, it's, like I said, it's a bastion of opportunities that just aren't taken advantage of. There's no reason why I should be using this app, which isn't that good, by the way. It crashes a, an awful lot. No, Me and Mike right. had plenty of problems with that application. And I don't know if it's been updated since then, but I can't imagine it getting much better than what it was. It was very confusing. I still can't message my friends on the Switch. All right. And it, it's it's just all over the place. They need a really make the community aspect of just the console itself for the longevity for, for the long run of this console, they really need to focus on the community aspect of this. None of that sounds encouraging. It, they did it to themselves. You have to ask, you, you have to wonder is like, well, you know, there's been big talks to Nintendo going under uh, like a couple of years back. And then after that, like you have like a great breakout like the Switch. But then there's certain features that that prevent it from being even better than what it is. And this is one of them. And cloud cloud saving is is another thing as well, especially if you're charging $20 a month for for online multiplayer access. You know, you don't have a lot of multiplayer games as Nintendo Splatoon, I guess, Pokemon for trading. Am I missing one? (sighs) ah <sighs>
1: no, no i don't think
2: so i guess i can't think of it also, off the top of my head and then you're gonna charge me also 20 dollars a month for animal crossing where i have to basically we have to take turns controlling the
0: actual screen oh it's not 20 dollars a month it's 20 dollars a year oh yeah a year but,
2: but still you're charged
0: still i'm yeah. still
2: being charged for no so play cloud online storage
0: for no cloud storage and no chatting with friends
2: yeah mm. nintendo just told me i can't have tw- i have i can't have friends we don't you don't think it has something to do
0: with the idea
1: of being sa- a safe place for kids, do you? Because I feel like that's really extreme measures, even
0: for that. Well, I mean, if it's, it, it couldn't be because you have to look at it. You, you the Switch has Fortnite for crying out loud, that's and w- we see how competitive and aggressive people get on that. So it can't just be because of kid friendly. It's, I mean, it,
1: yeah, it's to me, it, it just seems like it's they're squeezing out a lot of money for less features.
0: I just always thought it probably might be like a government thing.
1: I don't know. So, I mean, I don't know if Japan would have something to do with it, but that still seems a little odd, especially since they released the the switch. You know, all over the world, you just make different features for different countries based off of their laws. I mean, they 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 constantly region lock all kinds of stuff, so they could region lock things like that.
2: I yeah, just maybe maybe to like calm down the toxicity in their community just maybe. a little bit. If they wanted to go that route. But I mean if if somebody's getting hyped up over like Pokemon battling and uh and Splatoon matches, I just don't know what to tell you. Yeah. That you know what? Never mind. I'd be that guy. Yeah. You know what? Good yes. job, Nintendo. Yeah, you did really good. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag sarcasm.
0: <laughs> well, to go on to a little bit more of a darker note, Sony has yet again backed out of another conference. Uh, just stated last week, Sony had pulled itself from PAX East. We felt that it was the safest option as the situation is just changing daily. We are disappointed to cancel our participation in the event, but the health and safety of our global workforce is our highest concern. PAX East is one of the largest gaming conventions in the United States, bringing in tens of thousands of people to the Boston Convention Center each year. Sony was supposed to be debuting a demo for The Last of Us 2, and now nothing. Leaving that one big spot that Sony had for the convention center completely vacant, and leaving all the other developers and publishers without any type of setup to debut their games. So it's leaving people with a week to scramble to get everything ready to go uh, in two days.
1: Uh, so wow. I guess I guess Sony's gonna do their own thing now.
0: Well, I mean, if you remember back at the the announcement that Sony made saying that they won't be attending E3, they said they're going to attend. Roughly about a hundred individual, like Sony featured events. And if you did the math, that was literally like two a week out of a 52 week year. I mean, yeah, 52 week year. Yeah, two events a week. So Hmm. I've got to see how they're going to handle this. Because if you look at the facts, there's only been one known case of the coronavirus in. The Boston area, don't get me wrong, these cons can get nasty. People don't yeah. take care of personal hygiene for the X amount of time they are there. True, I've, and, and I've,
1: coronavirus actually, like it's kind of focused on people with weakened immune systems and people who don't clean themselves.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great! Yeah, like, uh, I was listening to one of my podcasts that I listen to on my drives, What's Good's Games. And they are going to be at PAX East, and they're just like, all right. So, with all this being said, uh, we're not going to be shaking any hands. We're just going to do a fist bump. I was like, so I'm going to be fist bumping people while I'm there. But there I go. was also told to carry hand sanitizer with you or Clorox wipes.
1: I mean, as long as you're as long as you're not sick, I mean, you're probably not going to get it. But that's not whatever. It's beside the point. Rather be safe than sorry. I mean, I'm gonna get yeah,
0: sick yeah. afterwards. I mean, everybody gets post-con crud.
1: <laughs> everybody gets post-con crud. Yep.
0: Yeah, that's always the thing. Oh man.
1: So there was some uh, big moves that happened this week uh, in the gaming world. Uh, T H uh, Q um, or the Embracer Group, which is the parent company for T H uh, Q, they bought Saber Interactive. Saber Interactive did the things, uh, did stuff like the Twitch port for Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. You um, mean the Switch port? That's what I meant. What I say?
0: The Twitch port. The, the Twitch Switch port. port. We are on <laughs> Twitch.
1: Uh, no, the Switch port, uh, and also for Vampire with a Y. Uh, anyway, the, the, and you're going to have to help me out with what this means, but the deal consists of a $150 million fee initially with a maximum earnout of $375 million. What the heck does that mean? It, says def- it said depending on fulfillment milestones, but is that like a... It just depends a,
0: on how much the company does with them being under it. Is
1: that like how much Saber does under them? So if if Saber hits off like a huge game, $375 million more dollars are going to go to Embracer?
0: Well, it can go up to $375 more. So the base is going to be one hundred fifty, dollars and their max is going to be okay. $375 for a so payout for the company. It, that, is,
1: that is the... That is how much the Sabre will be worth based off of how good their games do, like the company itself.
0: From my understanding, yes.
1: Uh, That makes sense. It's because of the way my mind works. It's like when a a player in soccer is bought from another team and they say, oh, he's bought for 40 million pounds plus add-ons that could be reached depending on milestones and you're like what and it's like oh they could pay 53 million dollars if he starts this many games scores this many goals blah 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 blah." that's i guess that's kind of what they're doing here yeah but anyway that's that's, like that's a bunch of that's a bunch of contract speak really this just means uh saber will be embracer's fifth operating group and uh the co-founders of saber um they are going to become Embracer's second-largest shareholders, which that's—I mean—that's a pretty dang—that's
2: that's that's big.
0: Oh, absolutely, that's pretty, pretty big.
1: Day. I mean, that gives them big say when it comes to
2: meetings, like business meetings. Yeah, and direction of where they want everything to go.
1: Right. Uh, CEO of Embracer Lars Force, Wingefors. Wingefors. <laughs> <Windforce? laughs> Oh, a bunch of weird names. Uh, Sabre has been on our radar for a very long time because of their deep history and consistently high-quality work. Their ambitious moves towards self-funding projects in recent years have been particularly impressive, especially with World War Z, which sold more than 3 million units. While Sabre will remain a standalone company within Bracer Group, we look forward to collaborating with them to elevate their ability to create and market premier titles.
0: I'm so happy I gave you that segment because I would have butchered so many words.
1: (laughs) All I'm thinking of when I hear Saber is Saber Company from The Office. Mm. So I'm just picturing a a triangle-shaped tablet. Uh, So anyway, it looks like... uh, Is this saying that Saber has 80 games in development or or uh, Embracer as a whole? No,
0: No, THQ actually has 80 games in development.
1: THQ? Just THQ, not Embracer?
0: Yeah.
1: Holy crap, that's a lot.
0: Yeah, they came out and oh, announced that, like, uh, I think it was, like, a little bits after E3. They're like, hey, we have 81 games in development, and a few of them have already come out. So I want to say they have about 80 left. So if, I, if you I count imagine the new stuff they're making now, too.
1: They can't all be in, like, late stage development. They all got to be in, like, all different stages.
2: All like, different. Yeah, like, some it's in, just, like it's, it's kind of just a cool. bunch of phases in between all of them
1: i was about to say because if THQ Nordic's about to release 80 games, well, they just took over the entire gaming world. It'll be only their games inside the <laughs> Dice Awards.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like uh, THQ Nordic Awards was really what it'd be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I, I think uh, THQ is making some big moves here. It's uh, yeah. I mean, they, they were a really, really big developer going all the way back to like the tony hawk games and the older call of duty oh, games yeah. too so.
1: mm-hmm. i mean they had
2: they had a bunch of games that were staples in the gaming community oh, oh yeah so, so they are uh they're definitely a big name hopefully they can make a splash in something else soon um looking forward to see what they can come up with but 80 ga- 80 games is that's a lot of titles man that is a lot of titles <laughs> That is a lot. So bringing on Saber, that would probably lessen that workload by a lot if that's what they're actually planning to do. Hopefully, um, Embracer does not want to push more of their ideas into what Saber's are already doing because they are they already do some pretty dang good work. I'd hate to see another company or a parent company to come in and tell them what to do. Yeah,
1: oh, it looks absolutely. like, I mean, by the quote from the CEO, it looks like they're just wanting to elevate them to give them a... More resources to make higher quality games, which, it, yeah. if that is true, if that is the way that ends up, thank goodness. Don't ruin a good company. All I right. mean, they got the Witcher do do? and
0: whatnot going for them right now. So they have that. And then they're yeah. still pushing updates for the Witcher because it just came out on the Switch. Thank yeah. And speaking of updates to the Switch, the Witcher 3 just had a major update. There have been mixed reports to as whether the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt should be updated on the Switch. Saber Interactive, one of the studios involved with the port, had apparently said said on a VK social media page that the patch was coming and would be worth the wait. However, the comment was deleted, leading fans to wonder if it was actually happening. Hmm. Uh, Lo and behold, the update does at least appear to be... As significant as it was originally hinted as, saves are now compatible with your PC version, allowing cross-save. So if you were playing on the PC prior, you could actually move it to the Switch and take it handheld portable. Wow. Uh, Meaning you can process through Switch Edition, continue on where you left off on your Steam, and supposedly GOG, and vice versa. So you can also switch it back. That's pretty big Update versions. 3.6 is also bringing in the ability to help with the graphics rendering. So that's a big update that just came through for the switch on the Witcher 3, which I'm kind of excited about because now I can take like my four hours of gameplay from Steam and move it to my switch.
1: Yeah, that's that's a that that's a big that's a wow.
0: Words are hard. That's incredible. <laughs> that mm-hmm. is incredible. Especially
1: because the, the, the difference between hardware and specs when it comes to Switch and PC and all the other different ways to play the game. I don't know. It's exciting. We're in a new age, guys.
2: We, we definitely are, are in a new age. And like I said, this this is one of those opportunities that Nintendo has to really show how, how much they're willing to work with other platforms and things like that where it works so well, but then after that in certain other things...
0: They just flatline. Uh, uh, yep.
2: <laughs> this is one of the things you give
0: kudos to, though. Good job, Nintendo. But in other news, EA is shutting down Viercel. Ga- v- okay, someone say this for me. Viercel. Visceral. 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 Why am I getting Viercel? I don't know. <laughs> words are hard. All right. They yeah, are words bl- hard. Words. EA is shutting down Visceral Games, the studio behind Battlefield <sighs> Hardline and Dead Space. The toggler said today that the Star Wars games in development at Visceral Games. Uh, will be revamped and moved to a different studio, EA says. Although it will not, it will now be something completely different.
1: Mm, if y'all could see me right now, I just got my head in my hands. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe EA. I, I believe it. EA is just a—they're a train wreck of a company.
0: They really are. They did good with like their first little bits and games, but when they started getting into the multiplayer and the pay to wins and the loot boxes, it just went from good games to money hungry. Uh, yeah, and Visceral is a good studio it
2: really
1: is and now it's shut down
0: it's, it's so just, sad i mean like i just l- shake my like head. The,
2: the, the titles like dead space being the one like the title that put them on the map as much as they did showing that they're able to make a great story and like even like i don't know if you guys know like remember this but playing dead space really gave you a feeling of like I guess insecurity. Like you
0: just didn't feel okay at
2: any point of the game. Oh yeah. You never knew what was going to happen. Absolutely. not.
0: Just walking down a hallway. Then a giant tentacle comes out of the air vent, grabs you and you have like Uh, five seconds to shoot it before it sucks uh, you in and uh, rips you in half.
2: Yep. Like those, those types of moments I believe are like crucial in gaming and not a lot of games do that anymore and i mentioned this on the on the last podcast um episode nine when we talked mm-hmm. about the dice awards when we were talking about resident evil Two. i was like resident evil 2 did something not many games do now and that was give you that eerie presence that not, i don't feel so good about this situation type of feel and that's what dead space did i think yep. ea really lost with that move right there yeah i agree
1: just come on ea got to be better than that.
0: It'll be missed and hopefully someone will either grab the IP or pick up with something that goes off of the Dead Space franchise or series cuz I would love something. to see another like expansion, a sequel, a prequel, something to it. Yeah.
1: And then uh, I'm really upset because the Star Wars game that Visceral was making sounded really cool and now it doesn't like the future of that game is dead. Mm. Like dead space. Yeah. Like, Is that a bad joke? Imagine. Like, did it?
2: <laughs> I, I just caught it. It's quite Actually. literally Star Wars in
1: space and it's dead. So it's, it's dead space. space.
2: Yeah, I get it. I get oh, it. Oh, I got I like it. It. Uh, I'll accept it. I'll accept it. <laughs> Listen to that dad joke. Oh my
1: God. They just leak <laughs> out of me now. I can't stop them.
0: That's true. It's because you're a dad now. Congratulations. It's your well, new superpower. You.
1: Yeah seven months Uh,
0: someone told me dead space i mean not dead space star wars is a space space. opera that's that's kind of true
1: it's kind of true it doesn't have like opera music but it's like a fantasy so it's 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 kind of like a
0: soap opera
1: in space pretty much it's less sci-fi more fantasy with some soap opera elements Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is kind of cool for for outer space universal kind of thing to be fantasy more so than sci-fi but space opera you know that was that's george lucas you gotta kind of just gotta roll with him
0: absolutely (laughs) i mean if not i mean look at all the great influences experiences and i don't know other words to describe it at the moment that he has created through his yes through his lifetime
2: He's one of my
1: heroes, just, as annoying as he can be sometimes.
2: I do want to say this really quick before we jump topics here. Yeah, um, Visceral, I believe I know Jedi: Fallen Order was a great game. Yep. There's no doubting it. Um, but I do think Visceral would have made that game better. Um, just the sheer like the dark path that they're willing to go. Yeah. Um, and with their games, they're really they're willing to take that risk. Whereas um, Respawn, they're a great studio company. Um, they did very well with it, but I think Visceral would have brought that darkness that Star Wars sort of needs back. Oh, and I, I was
1: really hoping Visceral would get the chance to make a Star Wars game yeah. where instead of you playing as the light side character that fights the dark side, you get to play as a dark side character that fights the light side and you win. Like it's not a game where you die at the end, but like you win and it's kind of dark and bloody and whatnot i was like yes do it and then Our rp star killer more. that's right come mm. on star killer. <laughs> we need Our more RP
2: star killer yeah we need more of them all right so i guess i'll take the i'll take the next one from here so yeah. ninja just came out with the phrase guys are mm. you guys ready to hear it yeah go ahead all right the phrase is just a game is such a weak mindset you're okay with what happened, losing, the impre- the imperfection of a craft. When you stop getting angry after losing, you've lost twice. There's always something to learn, always room for improvement. Never settle. So what's your take on this? And I know he's coming from a more of a competitive background where, you know, that's what he sort of plays in. I mean, not so much in the competitive leagues and things like that, but... He's a competitive player. Like whether right. you play a battle royale for fun or not, like you're competing to be number one, aren't you? So what do you guys think about this phrase? Man,
1: okay, so the part you read, I don't have a big problem with. It's kind of some of the other stuff he said. Like uh what do you call it? he called them like uh horrible human beings or whatever. Yes. Like that's yes. that's a problem. Like I I I've played soccer since I was like four. So it's been like 25 years and I really love it. And, I, and I've always wanted to get better and better. So I get the idea of uh, if you're and it's depends on how, what you're wanting to get from. It. If you're wanting to have fun, what he's saying doesn't apply to you. But if you're wanting to get better and you want to take it seriously, if you're saying it's just a game, I'm going to have to agree with them that it's a weak mindset and it's not going to get you anywhere. It's just a double loss. But to go on to say that you're a horrible human being. If that isn't the case, which I can't I don't even know where that quote, that part of the quote came from. I think that was later, wasn't it? Yeah. Or in in a totally different interview or something.
0: Yeah. It's not an original tweet that he posted. No. Yeah. There was there was
1: a there was a big a big interview he did where that came out. Uh, His tweet, his tweet only gave out some of what that interview happened. But in that in that interview, he said uh, anyone that thinks that way is a horrible human being, which isn't true. Obviously, I think yeah. he just got really worked up because ninjas kind of known for being worked up.
2: Yeah, it definitely worked up He's a competitor. Uh, yeah, I mean and that was that's what comes out of competitors
0: That's like how he's making his livelihood like that. That's his income. That's his paycheck. That's his bills paid That's his fun money so I can understand it behind it but I mean also on top of that this is coming from a tweet And the thing about a tweet is anybody's (laughs) mind perspective can take it in any different type of tone. You could read it as something sarcastic. I could read it like he's directly talking to me and calling me a piece of shit.
1: Yeah. And and that quote right there read on a tweet, like the part that we read as a quote read on a tweet sounds a whole lot worse than when you actually listen to him in the interview. Um, However, it's still like he's almost more the when he starts with the phrase, it's just a game, blah, 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 never settle, not mentioning the horrible human being thing or anything in the interview. It sounds like he's teaching some like kids who are wanting to get into like uh, competitive gaming. Like, that's what it sounds like he's talking to. It doesn't sound like he's just blanket state, like it's a blanket statement over everyone. But I I can't justify him saying that whoever thinks this way is a horrible human being. Besides that, I mean, like I said, that's in a I don't even it's in an interview. like the extended version and he gets real heated about the subject and that just kind of pops out. So I don't I don't know if he was having a bad day or if he was heated from losing a match or something, but I don't know. Ninja's, Ninja's just always aggression kicking in. Yeah, no, I think slight so. Slight
0: hothead. That's good to know. I don't uh, know. He, I mean, kid much. he
1: did, he did correct himself later and said, or, or somebody commented on his tweet or tweet, like so tweeted or whatever. And they said, um, it's, it's really wrong of you to go on here and tell kids it's okay to rage. And he went on there and said, I, I never said it was okay to rage. Like, so he's, I I don't know. I think See, his, it, it, the it way it's comes coming across on a tweet is making it seem like it's okay to rage, but to some people, to me, I didn't get it that way. But that's a that's a, that's me.
2: I mean, from a perspective of a competitor, because I am one, I would love to say that I am a competitor. I I really do. I take pride in what I do, and even if it's you know either playing a soccer game playing any type of sport, video games as being one of them. Like, yep. I am incredibly competitive with what I do, and and I think his tweet is actually not so bad. I can see where it can go wrong and um, in a lot of people's minds, but at the same time, whenever you lose, it, it just doesn't feel good. It hurts. And for someone to say, yeah, and for someone to say it's just a game, it sort of minimizes how much it meant to you, where... Like you suddenly you feel like, Why are you attacking something that I love so much?
1: Yeah, especially when they're one of your teammates.
2: Yeah. You're like, um, I'm
1: trying to take it seriously and you're saying it's just a game. Like, come on.
2: Yeah. It's like we're both competing here. And and that's that's where I sort of see it from. And you know, he's a great player. I think he's gonna continue to do some great things on I think he's on mixer now. Is yep. that what it's called? Yeah. He's on mixer. So it's like I think he's gonna do great things on Mixer. He's a great player, and I I hope nothing but the best for him. Just need to watch out how you tweet things, and if you are gonna talk about things, do it in video, and so this way they can hear the tone of your voice because the tweet or can be left up to interpret. body
0: language.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, because to me that didn't sound so bad. But you know the horrible human beings. I think there's this sp- play. There's a space for every type of gamer in the league, and um, oh, yeah. this is where we're gonna. Go into our next topic is um what are we doing with um multiplayer gaming and how competitive that it's been lately? Like we're more and more leading toward the more casual gamers when it becomes you know, when it comes to the multiplayer aspect of these games.
0: So See, this is something me we, and you were talking about earlier today. And you were telling me, uh, what game was it? It was Star Wars, something or another. The Star Wars Battlefront, yeah. And you were saying that, like, you could do special characters for X amount of coin. Uh, just go ahead and give your description of it because I don't know the proper phasing. He said coin, it's like we're in
2: Skyrim now. <laughs> <laughs> I felt <laughs> I feel I feel like, was, like a witcher, you <laughs> got some coin, <laughs> like, that a to a, a witcher, witcher? <laughs> a recent. <laughs> So recently there was an update, Pat. I don't know if you're aware of this, but in Battlefront, now you know how you have to get battle points so this way you could be a hero. You have to get a certain amount of points inside the multiplayer match so this way you can activate being a hero, whether it be Luke, Chewbacca, Han Solo, Anakin, and so on, right? Yeah, you you earn it within the match. Correct. So with these points, in the most recent update, they dropped the heroes in points down to like 150 points. Dude, you That's no more than a kill and if you're an officer you just need to activate your 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 l1 r1 special ability and you act, instantly have maybe five heroes as soon as you die mm. so so th- that leads me personally as a competitor i will reiterate that statement because i am a competitor yeah that's sort of alarming for me i think it's a big crutch and and as even mike as he's not much of a um multiplayer competitive type of player I'm a single-player
0: RPG kind of guy.
2: Yeah, and he agrees. And he agrees that this is actually a pretty bad precedent for what competitive gaming and multiplayer gaming is.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to agree.
2: I mean, the whole idea
1: was, I, I don't know, playing Battlefront a lot, it was it was super rewarding When you finally reached the five thousand battle points where you had to have to get Darth Maul or Luke Skywalker, like it felt like you had accomplished something. Like I always was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, here we go. I when I was pumped, but it didn't happen every round. And of course, I wasn't always that great at it, but it didn't happen every round. So Mm -hmm. to see him move it down, it just it completely waters it. Like it's it's not it's not worth anything. It's worthless now. Like you're just an overpowered noob. You don't you don't even have to practice. You don't have to play the game. You can just jump right in and. Now all of a sudden you're slaughtering everybody. Like that doesn't come on. Learn the game. Like take take some pride
2: in the game. I I agree. Go ahead, Mike. You were going to make a statement right before Patrick
0: started. Uh, I completely lost my train of thought because I'm pretty sure you're going to bring mm-hmm. something up about some type of aim exit. aim assist and I will be able to oh, segue boy. onto that. Okay. So basically recently in modern warfare there's been
2: a lot of talks in the Reddit community and elsewhere that the skill-based matchmaking inside this game has is necessarily broken. It is actually broken and I'm talking about like matches where it bases you off of your last 5 to 10 games and if you perform very well it puts you in a different bracket of oh, wow. players. And Honestly, I'm not bad at that game. So I play against some very, very, very sweaty people huh. in that game. It Ew. is it is a, an incredible game in terms of how hard it becomes where I'm just like I just got out of work and I'm not really out here to like really compete this hard right now. And I just wanted to play with some of my friends. And I can't even do that because some of my friends are not as good. And we get to this point where they level, they get scaled up to my bracket because it goes based hmm. off of the person who played the most. Wow. Or, or played the most or does the best. So these lower tier players are playing against these MLG type players. Hmm. And they're getting wrecked to the point where they don't even want to play this game anymore and they don't want to join certain lobbies i have another you know example really quick i was playing online by myself i did very very well and i was chatting with some people on my team they were pretty good they were playing the objective which i appreciate play more objective people i think that's a great thing to do hey man and i i asked them hey um do you want to join a party together and they were like no man he's like we, we already have too much trouble you know with us playing due to the skill-based matchmaking adding you would make it so much worse mm-hmm. wow all right that's and that's just that's the tip good. of the iceberg that's i don't think that's good at all and then recently there was a data mine showing displaying that there's some something called a, like um skill-based aim assist Huh. where a much better player will have less use out of an aim assist than a lesser skilled player, where the lesser skilled player will have a stronger aim assist, aim assist to be able to kill um higher skilled players or anything wow. like that.
0: That doesn't
1: help a lower skilled player at all. Just, I mean, that's just a crutch that they get used to having.
0: And that's the thing. And that's where my little topic came into play, is that if they're going to give somebody like that a... If I'm going to go into a game, I'm level 50. This person's level 1. They have aim, aim assist. They can just basically look at me, and they automatically lock onto my forehead. Pow, I'm dead. If I go into a game, I'm having to pinpoint them with either my controller or mouse, click and shoot them. Uh, I feel like if they get at least two kills with that aim assist on, that it should start downgrading itself to where it's just inexistent on their character. I mean, yeah, you're level one going up against a lunch of level 50s. This is going to help you, but every time you get a kill, we're going to knock the assist down 10%. So, your first one, 100%, you're going to get a 100% kill, doesn't matter who it is, it's an automatic win. After that, you've got a 90% chance of getting it. Then you got an 80, 70, 60, 50, 40, 30, 10, then you're on your own.
2: Yeah, I I just don't think it should be in in gaming at all. Uh, I guess I we just grew up in the school of hard knocks of when mm-hmm. gaming, multiplayer gaming became a thing where it was, you know, talk trash and make sure you back it up, get better if you can't because, you know, people are always going to try to be better than you. or Everyone's going to try to outdo you in every single game. So yeah. put forth what you can. Or, you know, even then, let's say if, you know, if these developers and publishers want to push, like, for more better, you know, for better followings with more casual gamers, why don't you entice them to want to play the objective? This newest Modern Warfare, for as tactical as it is, tactical as it is really endorses you going out and getting kills rather than capturing the objective yeah that's just plain and simple they don't give you any initiative to capture the objective and as a matter of fact it's a it's a it's a lost valor for having 10 captures you're just like oh i had 10 captures and you be like yeah but your kills though right like, I, I if you I, if you want to make gaming better get rid of the um kill death ratio forget all that nonsense score per minute is going to be where it's at. Yeah, that's a that's a good
1: point. Like uh like you know, you still have a team deathmatch where it's first one to 100 kills or whatever. So be it. Mm. But then when you do capture the flag or, you know, king of the hill style games, like or whatever they call it. But it, anyway, uh you have like where kills don't determine the game. Like you have to capture these places and you have to score up to a certain score while holding them. Like kills are just a way to prevent the other team from doing that, but kills don't don't give you don't give your team points towards you know the final objective. That way, Correct. I mean, even even people who aren't super good at the game, but are smart players, mm-hmm. figure out how to get um, you know how to capture flags without getting a bunch of kills. They can be competitive in that game mode. And that's a way. That's a way to bring some casual players into it. Like, oh yeah, I can, right. I can hit, I can hit caps, but I can't hit players.
2: <laughs> hey, Which is, hey, I mean, part of my problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was telling Mike <laughs> about this gentleman earlier. There's a guy that I play with online. His name was Swatter. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's right, Flyswatter. And when I tell you every kill streak that went up into the air, it was shot down in a matter of seconds. There was no hesitation, <laughs> and he captured every objective known to man and when i spoke to him he was like i can't get a kill to save myself save my life i'll get a few here and there but i'll capture any objective you tell me to capture and i'll shoot down anything that goes, goes up in there he was even shooting down uavs nice you know and so that right stuff. there he became a specialist he became a specialist and the thing is why it sucks because like not even the stat sheets at the end of these post games they they tell you about this like that should be recognized that that should be put on a pedestal where it's like like this guy right here has this much points this guy only got two kills though how come he got so many so much score yeah because he's still a good player he just doesn't get a lot of kills yeah and he makes it known he knows his role i he like i literally saw him the entire match i was up in the front lines and this guy was maybe like 20 steps behind me yeah he knew. He was just like, yeah. "All right, you you just do what you do." Because I'm a slayer. I can run around the map. I know my way around the map, and I have really good awareness. Right in these games. Mm-hmm. That's your and role. He just yeah. And he was like, "You know what? Don't even worry about it. If you can stay on the objective with me, we can cap it together. If not, you you just go tackle on as many people as you need." Jovan, you, you got this. <laughs> <laughs> that that's but
1: and and that he he should be recognized.
2: You're right. Should. He should. He shouldn't be at near the bottom of the the, uh, the leaderboards just because he didn't get as many kills as other people. If anything, they should give you more score, um, more points per, per shooting down the objective or capturing the objective. Make it enticing again. Yep, I agree. Or equal it out a little. Yeah. All right.
1: Uh, well, I guess we're moving on to a lighter note, but still a negative note. There's a lot of negative, negative stuff going <sighs> yeah. on this week. Yeah. I don't have y'all heard of NVIDIA's GeForce now? Yes. Yeah. So for anyone who hasn't, it's a cloud gaming service. It's similar to the whole Stadia movement, Google Stadia. Well, last two uh I guess two weeks ago now, they 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 were running a beta prior to two weeks ago and they had a bunch of games on there and a bunch of different, you know, uh game studios making games for it. But when it went out of beta and kind of went into like a live form, Activision slash Blizzard dropped. Dropped out and pulled their games from the, from the, from the, you know, GeForce Now, the uh, console, if you will. That's not what it is, but for lack of a better word, the service. So that, that was kind of a big hit. But this week has been another big hit. Activision, oh no, not Activision, but uh, Bethesda has, uh, has pulled their, their stuff as well, except for Wolfenstein Youngblood. So uh, you're talking franchise like Fallout, The Elder Scrolls, and even Doom, which is uh, ID software, but still Bethesda. Um, those are all off. Uh, they said that uh, one of the suspected problems um, is that GeForce Now allows consumers to play the games they bought on Steam or any other service on GeForce Now. So that's a, I, I think that's a great idea because that right. just makes GeForce Now the central location for you to be able to play the games that you bought on Epic Games or on Steam or on Blizzard or Battle. Battle.net or whatever it's called. Um and I think that's a great idea, but these other, you know people like Activision and Bethesda, we think don't like that. They want you to buy a separate copy so they get the extra funds. You know, naturally, they're thinking about money. Uh, there's some weird licensing breaches to do with these things coming in together. I don't understand it. I'm not a lawyer. Nvidia came out and said, the trial is an important transitional period where gamers, developers, and publishers can try the premium experience with minimal commitment while we continue to refine our offering. Uh, they went on to say, as we approach a paid service, some publishers may choose to remove gains before the trial period ends. Uh, ultimately they maintain control over their content and decide whether the game you purchase includes streaming on GeForce Now, uh, they also went on to say that they don't expect, uh, these game removals to be anything major. They think they're going to be far and few, be- few and far between, um, But so far, that's two big companies that have jumped off. But but besides that, it's been. I mean, it sounds like it's been successful. Besides that, Uh, but they did get good news this week. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is coming to GeForce Now on launch day. So at least there's something. Nice. And it sounds. I don't know. It didn't. They didn't say whether that included you buying on Steam or somewhere else and it being playable on GeForce Now. But it will be on GeForce Now in some capacity. So that's big.
0: I'm trying to see where GeForce Now is supported because I know, like, NVIDIA TV can play it. All right, let's see. Uh, You got the Shield TV, okay. You got Computer, all right. Uh, They've got some weird little handheld system that you can play it on. Uh, I I don't know if that's, like, one of their own little ordeals or what, but they have two different ordeals. Uh, They have the Free and they have the Founders. They're taking after Stadia on that one. Free yeah. is, of course, 0 cents a month. You get standard access and one-hour session length. Uh, then you have the Founders Edition, which is $5.00 a month for 12 months. Priority access, extended session links, RTX on, free 90-day introductory period.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I I think I think what you're talking about is they have, I think, NVIDIA GeForce now has a little controller that is similar to what Google Stadia has. Yeah. Mm. I think I'm not 100% on that. Uh, I don't know a whole lot some, about GeForce
0: now. Doing some quick little uh, Googleins.
1: I feel like yeah. GeForce now kind of came out of nowhere. Like yeah, really. They, GeForce is a is a computer component maker, or Nvidia is, and GeForce is one of their like specially branded items, like their graphics cards.
0: Mm, cool.
1: And now they have a gaming cloud service that. Just kinda went under the radar.
2: <laughs> I think um the whole gaming streaming service is going to be very fragmented as it starts to pick up. Yeah. Like exclusivities are gonna be all over the place. And yeah. It's a scary future if you think about it in terms of gaming.
0: Yeah, it is because look at it is if, if everybody takes off with it. You're looking at less physical sales, less manufacturing costs, and then everything's going straight through a server. 100% of the proceeds are going to the company and to maintain that server's lifespan and uh, maintenance. It's, it's kind of like a win-win if you're not a like physical collector, in my right. opinion, which I am.
1: I love physical. I love, I love the physical games.
0: I like special editions and collectors editions. Regular fifty nine ninety nine and thirty nine ninety nine. I'll totally do a digital. I bought a new digital game today. Yeah.
1: I mean I'll do it too. It's nice the pre-download game goes live at midnight kind of thing. You don't have to go stand in line, but i also like showing off my collection.
0: That is also true. Then again, I just got a website that maintains my whole library and it's just like, here's my library. Whoop, I'm done. Nice.
1: Oh, uh, so in other news, we're going back to EA again. Because they saw Anyway, they had a a Star Wars project coming out called Project Viking. It was canceled. It was scheduled to come out this fall, right in time for next gen. It was going to be. It sounded like it was going to be pretty cool. It was going to be open world, or at least have open world elements. Uh, but it was going to be a spinoff of the Battlefront series. I don't even know where you go with that. But with the with the name Viking. I mean, that sounds pretty cool. And it makes me wonder now that something else that came out this week was. Uh, Star Wars Luminous Project mentioning the High Order. Anyway, um, they had their their they have described their enemies in that. Well, it's going to be a series of things as Vikings. And I was kind of wondering if that had something to do with that, but it's 200 years before this, so never mind. Uh, the challenges across country development causes them to fall behind um, because they were trying to do it with. Uh, well, shoot, Criterion out of uh, the UK and then vancouver ea vancouver and it just wasn't working uh it wasn't going to meet the deadline that's why it was canceled criterion is going back to the need for speed games but this wasn't the big part and ea gets some positive news the same uh it was a kotaku uh, uh news article that that I think they broke this originally and right at the end they just throw in this like big hitter where it says uh oh by the way EA is also working on two more Star Wars titles uh one of them is a Jedi Fallen Order sequel and it's being done at Respawn and then there is a smaller more unusual project and that's being done at EA Motive in Montreal Canada so I don't know what this smaller more unusual project is but I
2: hope it's cool." Babu Freak. Oh my gosh! If it's freaking Babu Frick, <laughs> it's 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 Babu Frick. That that's that's what the smaller project is. Oh
0: no!
1: What does that be mean? You're here,
2: here first. That beats me. You're you're <laughs> it, aren't you? You've been you've been recruited by uh, Montreal,
1: uh, EA Maybe. Motive.
2: That that would be incredible. I, I can do it ten times better than what they're currently doing. So well, that <laughs> might be true. True. <laughs>
1: what what is EA Motive even responsible for? What have they come out with this? uh, Let's see. I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah. uh, Looks like EA's Bioware Montreal was merged into Motive Studios. So, I mean, they have some they have Star Wars experience. Oh, goodness. Star Wars Battlefront 2 in collaboration with Criterion and EA Dice. That's pretty much all. That's it. Dang. That's well, not a good at least. At least we know they'll give
2: updates if the game is bad. <laughs> hashtag bring back visceral. Uh, why yep, what are we doing go. this? Why, why are we doing this move when, yeah, we do quite literally, had
1: visceral there? Quite literally, all this started with the cancellation of visceral or the, the closing See, of visceral. It's,
0: it's one little pebble that just causes a huge landslide. Uh, yes, it's ridiculous. It really is. He said, "Bioware
2: it wasn't Bioware the company that made um... Anthem?" Oh yeah, what a train wreck! Though. Oh damn. Yeah, but they did oh, make yeah. uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic, Oof. which was which was good. It's oh a... yeah, you're not you're not wrong about that. AMMO,
0: they also made Dragon Age and like it, Mass Effect. Those are
2: good. Well, well,
1: most of Mass Effect was good. I liked
2: Mass Effect.
1: Too. Dragon Age was really good.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Elf all the way. Yeah, leave it up to EA to destroy these franchises. Ugh,
1: Disney, take your licensing exclusivity away from <laughs> EA and let's divvy it out amongst everybody.
0: It Dang. would be phenomenal. Because <sighs> if they go away from a company that just focuses on just like the major bang for your buck turnaround and goes to something that's more focused on gameplay collaboration uh experience yes depth it'd be a whole lot more of a disney experience because if you can take the feeling and like not gratitude uh the feeling and excitement words if you can take any type (laughs) they are you can take the feeling out of disney world that people experience from just being there and put it into one of their games that's something that could take off with and it would be splendid
1: dude if you could take the magical side of disney give it to a company that actually cares about the art of making a game and the and the consumer experience with it and add in that disney magic holy crap we could have a fantastic star wars game however disney is also a whole lot about money and EA is all about money. Therefore, you give your company, you give your rights to the company who's going to make you more money, which mm-hmm. is a problem because that's not the way Walt wanted it. But, you know, when he died, things started to go downhill.
2: Yeah, I mean, even or I today guess we had order, a... Died too. Yeah, that too. I, I know that today, like, um, they recently changed over CEOs, actually. Uh, Bob yeah, Iger has that, stepped yeah, down. Quite literally. Dang it.
1: And the, uh, Bob Iger stepping down was kind of sad. But what's really sad is the person who they put in place.
2: No, what's really sad is well, Biowagger was pretty good, but he still gave Kathleen Kennedy a contract. So yeah, that's true. He did do that. Yeah, he did do that. So that hurt so that hurts. But
1: yeah. Dave they Filoni the- and John Favreau are not ahead of Lucasfilm right now, and that's a problem.
2: Yeah, that is a problem. Can't confirm. Um and the new CEO is Bob Chapek. Chapik, something like that. Ch- he, uh, he was cool. the leader of their uh, bird. Sort of sounds of like. their
1: parks, like the head of Disney Parks or something. Yes, if, he he served like Disney he, parks.
2: Yeah, he most recently served as chairman of Disney Parks, Experiences, and Products. Mm-hmm. So, so, so in other words, inside like all the future Disney games, you're going to get an option to buy things from Disney Parks as microtransactions, <laughs> so you can have it shipped to your home. Well, wouldn't that be something? This is telling me mm. <laughs> you want this plush PlayStation yeah. store. <laughs> yeah, sure,
1: dude. Okay. So That's if t- you know it, anything bro. about the Disney parks is they've done some incredible, incredible things like with Pandora, the A- avatar Pandora mm-hmm. and yeah. galaxy's edge and toy story land. Like there's some incredibly imaginative things into that he's been at the head of. However, there's been some really not consumer friendly decisions such as ridiculous price hikes. Ugh. Well, like I understand price hikes, they happen, especially when you're doing a whole bunch of new construction. But the price hikes have about
2: priced normal people out of going to Disney. I'll tell you this, like in terms of the price hikes, I do know that Disney was seeing an influx of so many people coming into their parks. Last time I went to Disney, it was hard to move around over there. Oh, yeah, Uh, Yeah. I I am not even going to front. And I personally believe Disney is raising these prices to keep people away. It's not
1: like I don't think you're wrong.
2: Yeah, I think there's just so many people in Disney that they are raising these prices just so they can be like, okay, well, let's try to see if we can lower the amount of people coming into these parks. And in actual in actuality, when they did the first price hike about what was it like two years ago, two, three years ago, something like that. Yeah, something like that. When they did the first price hike, more people, like the amount of people that came, I think it not doubled. It was like it did, like, it did go way up. It go, it went way up because people were afraid of it hiking up again. So they wanted to <laughs> sneak in their visit to Disney while they still had a chance and they could yep. afford it. Yep. So, mm. so I, that's something else. Maybe, maybe Disney needs to go a different route. Make it easier to get into Disney. Yeah. So people get don't people don't feel like they
1: have to go right now. They go, I don't know, the prices went down. They might go down again. Maybe we'll just hold off our trip till next year.
2: Yeah, there's that, and then it'll be so accessible. Oh, yeah, we can always go next year. We can go in, like, six months. We can do all this, 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 and that. It won't awesome. get tired of
1: <laughs> Well, anyway, enough about Disney. That's yeah, right?
0: Say, it's one long rabbit hole. <laughs> that is. Yes.
2: Hey, we said quirky stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: We're all about the quirks. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know us has got some quirks? That new Xbox. Man,
1: it's got some crazy <laughs> stuff. Yeah, it does.
0: And I don't mean no My Hero Academia quirks. I just mean some straight-up <laughs> hardware quirks. Yeah, man. Let's, g- give me some. Give me something. All right. Yeah. About? You broke out a lot right there. Repeat all that, and I'll cut it out. What? Jovan. That's the, oh. Tell me all about it. Tell me all about it, Mike. All right. Xbox Series X official. official. Yeah, (laughs) Xbox Series X official (laughs) specs AMD CPU 12 teraflops GPU SSD and more. One week after getting a the PS5 specs, Microsoft has released some of the specs for the Xbox Series X. I'm
1: kind, of, I'm pretty excited. Uh, Xbox Series X delivers a true generational leap in processing and graphics power with cutting-edge techniques, resulting in higher frame rates, larger, more sophisticated game worlds, and an immersive experience unlike anything seen in console gaming. Claims the Xbox chief Phil Spencer. And I actually, I actually like Phil Spencer, so I'll I'll go with him on that.
0: Hardware accelerated direct X ray tracing, which is like
1: a lighting technique.
0: Yeah, shadows, all that it fun stuff. It looks fantastic.
1: It's just really hard to run.
2: And I don't believe many of the producers and developers are going to be optimizing their games for that. No, especially I don't in think the so. more competitive where shooters yeah, ran almost it, supreme.
1: Right. You're not going to run it for that. You're going to run it maybe on like your Elder Scrolls games.
0: Yeah. For sure. For or the Minecraft games. A or, custom AMD Zen 2 CPU that will be pushing 12 teraflops of power. That's just a funny word, teraflops. Yeah, so
1: so with that in the in the header of this thing, it says 12 teraflops of GPU. Uh, but I wrote it out as saying the CPU is pushing that because from everything we've seen so far, graphics is going to be on board on the cpu it's not going to be a separate graphics card interesting. which is which is going to be i mean that's the best way to squeeze in power into a smaller frame and not produce copious amounts of heat so i mean i'm interested to see if they can get it out especially with uh with the price point they're at that's going to be interesting
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah it
0: is uh, it will be running a SSD HDMI 2.1 support full backwards compatibility, including the Xbox 360 and original Xbox. Quick resume on multiple games instead of standard single game currently. Uh, scroll down. Smart delivery. If you buy the game digitally on Xbox Series X, you will be able to download it to the Xbox One without the fear of it downloading DLing,
1: Yeah, downloading. You're got it. Okay. downloading. Yeah.
0: okay, I was like, am I reading that right? <laughs> uh, without the fear that you are downloading a game made for the Series X, this also means that you will be able to buy a an original Xbox game that if you download it to the Series X, you'll be getting the version that is made for the Series X. Uh, so what that basically stating is, regardless, if you buy a old xbox 360 original game and you port and download it onto your series x it's going to bump it up to be compatible with the series x to push it to its peak performance for graphics performing latency all that fun jazz behind it
1: yeah it sounds like they're going to be optimizing all their games
0: Yeah, which is phenomenal on their behalf yeah yes
1: also we're going to be having a, a a variable rate shading Uh, it's a new kind that's been patented by xbox or or microsoft really i guess Uh, but it would allow game developers to prioritize certain effects animations and such so that what you should be focusing on is going to be running at peak performance and things in like your peripheral or things way off in the distance that don't matter will drop frames in those spots or drop performance in those spots to give you what what is tricking your brain to be the perfect picture all around? It's an interesting thing, I, and a, huh. through through some of the demos that have been run, I, I've heard really, really, really good things about it.
2: Nice. So, and the are looking bright, up huh, Pat? Yeah, I think so.
1: I Con, a console gaming and PC gaming coming together.
0: Basically, <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a dang. Uh, this PS5 PC. They, yeah, the PS
1: hey. the PS5 and the Xbox want Series X man, they're they're bringing. PC game into consoles. It's just that, that body
0: they that they have rendered for the Xbox. I mean, for the PlayStation Five right now it's just so wonkers. It looks Whoa, like the bottom I of a vacuum.
1: I haven't even seen it.
0: Oh, it is it like, like a official
1: va- official diagrams
0: think, of it? I think it's still rendering. It just looks like a vacuum cleaner.
1: What? That's well, like I a Roomba. I've seen this
0: yet. <laughs> it looks oh, like a shards.
1: Oh my gosh! Is that really like it's like a U shape almost?
0: Kinda, it kind of looks
1: like a shark. It looks like a shark and a and a DVD player had a baby.
2: I don't know. Look, I think I <laughs> think it looks. It's a cool.
1: I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not saying it doesn't look cool, but it does kind of like a shark and a and a it, DVD but, player had a baby. I mean, I'm then okay again, with it.
2: Like then again, like these are always like the first looks at them. Like I don't know if you look at the original PS4, dude. Um, that thing looked like a. It looked like a just a really big box. <laughs> yeah. It, like it was just it it I I don't even know how to explain it on how it looked. So I it, this could be like a, one of the early designs, like more like the dev test kit, like a yep. developer test kit, rather I than mean, the actual. Look at the
0: Series model. X; it, it looks totally like a computer tower. Do.
1: Dude, I I think if if this really is the PS uh hardware, like the way it's gonna look, I'm seeing one, two, three, four, five USB C slots on the front, which is where you yeah. would stick that would be your controller ports. Yep. I am all about having more ability for wired controllers. Come on, no batteries, or the option to have no batteries. I would. love is...
2: just a straight up wired controller.
1: I would. Yeah, That's I would love to. I would love to see Sony and Microsoft give me the option of a super high quality wired only controller, so I'm not buying like an Afterglow one.
0: I'm just hoping <laughs> they do something with the DualShock Five and make it to where it doesn't have that annoying light. It takes less on the battery. Yeah. And do something different. I mean, form factor, anything. Just you, you took you took in the. I can understand. You took in the light bar. You gave that the whole ordeal about the DualShock 4. Whoopie, freaking dude, You put in the motion tracking because there were games where you could just uh, take Infamous Second Son for an example. There's a little mini game in there. You turn your controller sideways in your hand like this, and you use it as a spray paint can.
1: So, <laughs> That's kind of cool.
0: Cool little <laughs> feature. I just hope they do something better with the controller because I just want something more form-fitting in my hand. Xbox controller, love it.
1: Yep. I, uh, that, that's pretty much why I still buy an Xbox.
2: The, for I me, know, it's sort of the opposite. I love the PlayStation controller. I have much it's smaller hands, though. Like, oh, I got, much I got tiny
1: hands, too, but I don't know what it is. The Xbox just, maybe it's just the way my hands are shaped, but it just feels so good. I'm sitting here holding my Xbox controller right now.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, think, I mean, to each their own. I think Sony could definitely make it a little bit more, um, more whole. So this way is more like ergonomic for the plates for the next um, controller that they make. But I definitely think that we're heading into a trend where majority of the controllers are also going to be more, going to have more buttons to them, similar to like those um, what's the company that makes them scuffs, like the scuff controllers with the buttons on the back and things yeah. like that. Yeah, so,
0: I just bought my little brother
2: one of those. And little paddles. Yeah. I mean, Sony. Sony has already come out with their own little answer to them by adding this little attachment to the back yep. of the controller.
0: Yeah. Hey, you got the back button. Yeah. That, which is pretty and, cool.
2: Yeah, and this is how it looks on the controller. And there's a little screen on the back of it, and mm-hmm. you change it. See. Oh, very cool. And then to change the buttons is really that simple. You just hold it down, and then you press it, and it just changes over. Huh. That's that's pretty cool.
0: Nifty. Yeah, so I mean the scruff controllers, you literally can change them on a fly by holding down a button, hitting the back button, and then hitting the corresponding button that you want it to act as. Um,
1: on the Xbox One X, not, not maybe not one X, but the Pro controller, does it have the paddles on the back?
0: The Elite controller, yeah, the, the Elite, controller? yes, yeah.
1: Is. So cool. So both of them have that, maybe they make that standard.
2: Yeah, I, I'm seeing it being a standard, especially because competitive gaming is becoming a big thing, whether it be yeah. the Battle Royales or just playing, the, you know, war games like Call of Duty and Battlefield Online. It's becoming yeah. a thing that is uh, pretty big. So definitely yeah, I mean, we're, market. we're starting to see college
1: scholarships being given out for gaming. That's in bonkers. We're, is living, just nuts. we're living in a, in a wonderful world. I grew up <laughs> in, in the wrong time.
0: Rare, Honestly. Right?
1: I did too. I should have been a kid. Actually, yeah. I, I, I should have been a kid either now or back in, like, I should have been, like, a teenager in the 80s or a teenager now because <laughs> either music was good or video games were good. Take your pick. Yeah,
0: Take I mean, your pick. I would see, and I wasted so many years of my life just sitting in the house, not doing anything but playing video games, and now here I am busting my butt and just, like, screw college. I'm going to go to the workforce. And now I could have gotten right to college. Games.
1: Yeah, when we were playing games, there wasn't the option of going to college playing games. Exactly. You were considered
0: a deadbeat. Yeah, you were. were playing video games. Yep, you were the weirdo. Yeah, like, what are you doing with your life just sitting by the TV and playing video games? I'm living multiple different lives. What are you talking about? Yeah. Today, I'm a like Crash that. Bandicoot. Tomorrow, I'm a wizard. The next day, I'm a dead man who's coming back from the dead to slay a wizard.
2: Right. And today, that's, that's cool. Dragon King the dragon king the dovah king
1: the dovah, dovah king. king dovah king dovah king
2: yeah look, like, that game is amazing.
1: <laughs> I lost my life to it for a while.
2: You know, my friend went to the Renaissance Festival and picked me up a a like a burnt like it's like a like a burnt wooden plank with the Skyrim map map on it. It's like burned into the piece of wood. Dude, that's freaking cool. Yeah, it is. absolutely... Nice. Yeah, it's absolutely epic. I, I'll show you a photo of that stuff later, but like, it's it's really, really cool. That's that's sweet.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: I, I want to get your reactions on camera for like, just so this way you guys can.
1: Are you sending it in the text message?
2: Oh yeah, I am. That I am. Oh boy,
1: Just so you guys can see it. Hey, the Predators won tonight.
2: Shout out, Preds.
0: <laughs> there you go. Again, this is Tuesday night, not uh, Friday night, so for you podcast listeners.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Predators one on Tuesday night. All right.
0: Dude.
1: Ah, oh, dude, that's so cool. That is nifty.
0: Right? So you I'm said that's... Sheriff,
1: oh, man, that is awesome. Yep. I'm jealous. That's, that's freaking cool.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep it's ridiculously cool like i 10 out of 10 would recommend is probably one of the coolest things i received
0: <laughs> Dude, that's freaking mm. sweet all right well, guys well, I, I, on that note anybody playing anything new this week whoa cyberpunk 2077 if whoa. you buy it
1: on the xbox one you also get it on the xbox series x for free
0: Yep, it will be upgradable. Xbox is going to be doing some type of thing to get you either a digital copy, I believe.
2: That's what it sounds
0: like. I mean, it's going to save them a whole lot because, I mean, no one wants to dish out that many physical copies via retail.
1: Yeah, and nobody wants to wait for Cyberpunk 2077. So you go ahead and buy it when it comes out for Xbox. You get it for the Series X. I bet PlayStation does the same thing now.
0: Oh, more than likely, they they are always going neck at neck with
2: one another. Yeah, I'm actually hoping to find that um that quote that the CEO of Cyberpunk made um on Twitter. It was uh, not CEO, but it was actually mentioned on their Twitter page. And I'm gonna say this right now: gamers should never be forced to purchase the same game twice or pay for upgrades. Owners of Cyberpunk 2077. For Xbox One, will receive an Xbox Series X upgrade for free when available. And and hearing that quote and going back to the GeForce Now,
1: sounds like they don't want you to buy that game twice. So if you buy it on Steam, maybe you get to play on the GeForce Now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: However,
1: I totally agree. You should never have to buy the same game twice.
0: I agree. Capcom. Uh, I mean, I agree, but there are games that I will buy multiple times because I love them that much.
1: And that's like, the reason why they make you buy multiple ones.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you look at Bioshock, I literally own it: PlayStation Three, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, PC, uh, Nvidia Shield. I own it on uh, Xbox One. X, I mean, PlayStation Five. That's six consoles. I own, own that one game on.
1: Five already. PlayStation Four. PlayStation Four. My bad.
0: <laughs> he's 5. foreshadowing.
1: Oh, okay. He's gonna own it on PlayStation Five.
0: Yeah. Oh, fair. absolutely.
1: Wow. You. Are, I mean, you might as well just go ahead and count
0: it. So. PlayStation 5, <laughs> there Xbox you go. Series 1 X. There you go. All,
1: right, all I'm hoping for is that we get a Star Fox Adventures port for the Switch, and I know it'll never happen ever in a million years, but I want a Star Fox Adventures port on the Switch. I
0: mean, I mean, as long as you think about it, you can bring it into existence. I believe that's what <laughs> one of those uh, spiritual people say.
1: Got to channel that brain power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Serialize it, Pat. Just gotta, I gotta, I gotta think it into existence.
0: Yeah, you can do it. Yes, you can start a Reddit message and have a bunch of people think it with you. There you go. Don't get me wrong, I did like I did like Star Fox with that staff he was using in that game. Uh,
1: yeah, it was awesome. Exactly, it's like my favorite game ever. I've only beat it like 20 times.
0: Uh, That's me, that's me,
1: because I don't have my game, my GameCube out, so I don't play it anymore. But as soon as I break out that GameCube, guess what game's popping in.
0: Little, tiny disc just those like, little tiny discs. They're like it sounds habeas. like
2: me and like Metal Gear Solid and um and Final Fantasy Seven. Growing up.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, you're about to live in heaven with the new Final Fantasy Seven remaster. Oh, you yeah. have you have
2: no idea. Like if I <laughs> lost my entire life over Zelda Breath of the Wild, Final Fantasy Seven is probably going to end it.
0: Yep, you're done. I get to play that demo <laughs> in two nice days. Win, yeah.
2: Oh, dude, I'm I'm jealous. Yeah, we need to come up with a trip to come together to do this one day.
0: Uh, yeah, I agree. Live recording or at a PAX event or E3. Dude, then again, E3 is just mostly for.
1: At a, at a PAX event or E3. At, at a PAX event. At a PAX, PAX event. event.
0: Take PAX pick. I mean,
1: I'm down for either.
0: PAX South and Texas.
1: Heck yeah. Or even TwitchCon someday, but that's in California, so let's not do that. Yeah. That's a long way. That's, that's long
0: expensive. Way. Yeah.
1: Texas is a lot easier to get to.
0: That is true. Yes. All right, gentlemen. Any fun games y'all been playing this week?
1: Uh, dude, I've been playing Minecraft. That's there you go. Literally nice. all I've been playing.
0: Nice, I just go. Nice. Th- I go through those moments
1: where I get. I get stuck on it.
0: I've been playing three thousandth
1: duel. Three thousandth duel. What is that?
0: It is a Metroidvania style Dark Souls. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: That sounds pretty cool. For some reason, I thought about the on ten thousand fists in the air by disturbed (laughs) that's that's all i heard like like, i was like what the heck um on my end it's gonna be strictly some some resident evil 2 um preparing myself for resident evil 3 coming out with the demo coming soon so
0: definitely hyped all right. I think it was uh, they just uh, showed some new mechanics of uh, what's his name? He's the big enemy. I forget his name. Not Dr. Something. Really big brute. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Nope. In Resident Evil? <laughs> yes. Mr. X? Not Mr. X. The other one. Oh, besides the point. Whatever. A
1: new mechanic, I just saw something on
0: Twitter. Yeah, there's a new mechanic of like how he plays and. Uh, interacts with you while you're trying to kill him and run away from him at the same time.
1: Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. Nemesis. Oh yep, there you go. Nemesis. So they so he's got a new he's got new battle mechanics.
0: Yeah. From what I was state. seeing in the Twitter feed. Great. Um, there's you know, more state. things to be afraid of.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <sighs> less
2: sigh. Yeah, less sigh and, and possibly a night coming very soon.
1: All right, right. Gotta have that. Make sure you make sure you check your closet.
2: Check it three times.
0: Yep. And then under okay. the bed.
2: Yeah. Gotta check that too.
0: Well, gentlemen, it has been a great little fun fact give out and opinion stating. It's uh, been
1: fun.
0: as always, I am Mike, and you can catch me at at Biogamer on Twitter. Uh, this is Patrick.
1: Yep, you can catch me at Bloodthringa on Twitter, Facebook, and Twitch.
0: And we also got the always welcome here at any time, Jovan.
2: Hey there, you guys can catch me on Instagram at bebo.arw. That's more like a photography page, but I also do some gaming stuff on there. And if you want to play some games on the PlayStation, it'll be at Death's Echo. D-E-A-T-H-S underscore Echo.
0: Sweet. Awesome, awesome and as always thank y'all for coming by staying tuned and whatnot and this has been another episode of the dxp podcast have a good one see y'all later later guys